0: Welcome again to Trinity San Diego's podcast. We are in a series that we've entitled Call to Justice, and this past weekend we looked at the theme of justice and Jesus. That's a big topic and there are a lot of places you could go to explore the theme of justice and righteousness in the New Testament and in particular in the life of Jesus. But we went to Matthew 22 and that famous conversation that Jesus has with a unique group of people who are generally at odds with one another, the Pharisees and the Herodians who come together to trap Jesus. In Matthew 22, they try to butter him up, the Pharisees and the Herodians. They have a question for him. They say to him, look, Jesus, we know that you're a man of integrity. You're not swayed by other people's opinion of you. You don't really care what they have to say. Then they get to that famous question, Jesus, give us your opinion. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? They want to trap him around a controversial issue. They know that a yes or an affirmation of paying the tax is going to polarize Jesus with a certain group of people. If he says no, it's going to polarize him and really put him at odds with the nation of Rome who has come and has overtaken Israel. And so they have really led Jesus into a trap. They think they have. But when you look at the way in which Jesus responds, You see that he is the master, that he's in complete control, that he's never backed into a corner. They try to trap him. Jesus, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the tax or not? And Jesus replies by saying, show me a coin used for paying the tax. So they bring him a denarius and he asks him that question. Whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they reply. And he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. When you think about the concept of justice and Jesus, this is an incredibly important text because what Jesus is doing is he is ordering our loves, our loyalties, and our affections. And you might not see it on first reading. You might not feel the impact of what he is saying, but he essentially says one thing right up front. There are certain things that it's okay to give to a government. You can give them loyalty, you can give them honor, you can give them money for your taxes. Those are things that belong to Caesar, and so give them back. He asked the question in such a savvy way, though. I remember that the Herodians and the Pharisees have come to ask Jesus a question, but he turns a question on its head, and he now has them backed into a corner. But his question is so simple. He says, whose image is on the coin that you just placed in my hand? And they have to reply to him. They have to say, well, it's Caesar's image. And so he goes, well, if it's stamped with Caesar's image, give it back to Caesar. And of course, the implication for each of them is they know where Jesus is going with this. Or maybe they know by the end of the conversation that while the coin is stamped with Caesar's image, that each of them as human beings were stamped with God's image. So when Jesus says, give the coin back to Caesar, it's his Inevitably, what he's saying is, give back to God what is God's. You are stamped with God's image, so give yourself to him. What an incredible turn of conversation. But it has such important implications for the theme of justice. When we get into the concept of justice, righteousness, the fair treatment of other people, think about what Jesus is saying when he says, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. See, on the one hand, he's saying there are certain things. Give it to the government. Pay them their due. But there are other things, namely your whole self, that are God's. You belong to him. He made you. He redeemed you. He loves you. So give yourself to him. And it's this incredibly important conversation about the ordering of desires, the ordering of loyalties and loves. And what happens when we get those things misordered in our lives, when we love things wrongly or if we love things out of order, the result biblically is injustice. In other words, when we render to Caesar... The things that are God's, namely our hearts, our loves, our affections, our dreams, our loyalties, when we give to Caesar the things that are supposed to be given to God, things get twisted, things get broken, and things get out of order. And see, for the Christian, when we hear Jesus say, give to God what is God's, ultimately we give God ourself, we give him our love, we give him our attention, we give him our affection, we give him our worship. But when we give those things to even really great other things, like family, or government, or relationship, or work, when we give our ultimate loyalties to those things, as important and significant as they truly are, Jesus even says they're important. He says, render unto Caesar the things that are his. What belongs to Caesar? Give it back to him. He acknowledges other spheres of influence, But what he does say is he goes, those things have to come under the lordship of Christ. if we belong to Jesus, then we have to give our attention, our affection, and our loves to him. And injustice is what results when we render unto Caesar, when we render unto work, when we render unto the approval of other people, the things that are ultimately God's. Take a moment to think about your life. Think about your affections, think about your loyalties, think about what you love, think about what you daydream about, where you spend your money, all sorts of diagnostic questions to help you understand what you truly love. But are you rendering unto Caesar the things that are God's? Because when we do that, things break down. Marriages break down, families break down, the workplace breaks down. That's the result of sin but that's the result of misplaced loves. When you render unto God the things that are God's whole heart, whole mind, all of yourself, all of your soul that's when life makes the most sense. That's when things are put back in order. It doesn't mean life will be easy or will be perfect or we'll have a pain avoidant life. No, not at all. But it does mean that there will be a proper placement of our affections upon the right things in the right way so that life makes sense. So as you think about your life, you think about your loves, you think about the order of things, you think about disorder, what do you see? What do you feel? Maybe lean into Matthew 22. Think about your life, where you've put those affections. Maybe there's some things you got to pull back from Caesar. Give it to Jesus, and he'll make sense of it.